Welcome back to another episode of the Bearcat Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Meacham, former UC basketball player from 1997 to 1999, under the legendary coach, Bob Huggins, and was fortunate enough to wear the iconic Jordan brand unis during my time. You can follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter and Instagram, at Alex underscore Meacham. Meacham is spelled M-E-A-C-H-A-M. And we are live here at Mio's in Clifton. Shout out to Kelly and Rich, the owners, who are not here today. But if we give a round of applause to Kelly and Rich. Now, we will be here before, two hours before every home game, every UC Bearcat basketball home game. And I believe we have seven more home games left after this home game. So you can come here two hours before, and we'll always have a special guest. So far, we've had Keith Greger, Deontay Vaughn, Zach Tobler, Corey Blunt, Art Long, Donald Little, and Yancey Gates. Now next week, next guest will be Tony Bobbitt. Ooh. So yeah, get your popcorn ready. <laughs> he said woo. <laughs> the Bearcat Basketball Podcast is now presented by the Healthcare Management Group. Shout out to everyone at HCMG and thank you for your support. Bearcat fans, I'm excited to welcome in this next guest. He played for the Bearcats from 1988 to 1990. He was recruited by and played for the late great Tony Yates and finished his career with Bob Huggins. He was one of the original big guards at 6'5 and was a huge part of the jumpstart to the Bearcats dominance in college basketball under Bob Huggins. I'd like to welcome in my guy, number four, Andre Tate. What up, Tate? How you doing, sir? I'm doing well. Now, tell everybody here, there's something that I didn't know that you just showed me prior to us going on. Will you tell them about your son? Uh, my, my son is a 6'3 point guard. Uh, he's from Chicago. Played at Simeon High School with uh, Jabari Parker, uh, Kendrick Nunn, and Taylor uh, Horton Tucker, who plays for the Lakers. Uh, he's now, he just signed probably about a month ago with the Golden State Warriors. Wow. That's incredible, and I did not know that. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. And uh, if you could tell everybody about uh, what you're up to, your family, and how things are going. Well, well, I'm coaching now. I'm at Wynn Woods High School. Uh, I'm in my fourth year at Wynn Woods High School. Uh, prior to that, I was at Cincinnati State, the head coach there for 12 years. Um, so the high school thing I just got into, so it's a little different than the college, uh, but it's been fun. Uh, got, got four kids. Uh, three girls and one guy, one boy. Okay. So, tell, well, tell us. You told us about the boy. Tell us about the girls. The girls. Uh, Crystal. Crystal is probably. She's my youngest one. She's. Uh, tw she just turned 22 on Christmas Day. Okay. Uh, Taylor. Ta uh, Taylor. She's in. She lives in uh, Los Angeles. She's. She's one of the top models in the country. Top models. She's, she's a model. Yeah. Okay. She's a model. And, th and then I got Kyra, who works for. She works at Chicago. She works for the Chicago Bulls. Really. Yes. Well, you have a very accomplished family. <laughs> I didn't know your daughter was a model. Yes. So that's, that's awesome. Yes. And, a, and a son playing. Uh, so you've yeah. done great things as a father. So Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I try. I try. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about Wynn Woods. Uh, what year is this for you at Wynn Woods? Four. 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 Year, Year four. four. How are you enjoying high school basketball? 
I'm, I'm loving it. It took me a while to get adjusted back, back to the high school because I've been at the junior college level so long. Uh, but it's been fun, man. The only, only thing that, that I, that, that I got to get used to is not recruiting. Yeah. So-called yeah. not recruiting. Right, so right. It's, you know, but, but it's been fun, man. For the last four years, my first year there, we went to the district finals. Uh, so I, I had a pretty good team that year. This year I got, I got some younger kids, so we're on the upswing right now. Do these kids that you've coached thus far, Went Woods, do they know about your basketball career? Yeah, they do. Do they? Yeah, yeah. My coach, my coaches make sure they they, <laughs> they, they, they let them know. Because they, they need to know that, and they need to respect that you're giving them knowledge, and you're not just somebody walking off the street coaching them. You're a very accomplished basketball player. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I, I get on them and I talk to them about certain things. So they they, they kind of look at me and say, "Coach, you old." Said, "No, I wasn't no. old when I played with the Bearcats." Yeah, show them video. <laughs> yes, definitely show them the show them the video. Uh, let, let's talk. You, you were talking about uh, your, your your coaching career. What got you into coaching? Uh, Larry Harrison. Okay. Uh, who, was, who was with uh, West Virginia right now? Who was with West coach Virginia, who, who was the assistant coach here when, uh, when I played. Um, he was at DePaul at the time. And I was Hugs, I was working out at Domino's Pizza at the distribution. Okay. And uh, Hugs and them had always told me that I needed to get into coaching. And uh, Larry, I, I was in, uh, living in Connecticut. Uh, and I told Larry I was about to move to Chicago. I said, me and my wife is about to move to Chicago. So I want to get into coaching. So he, he so that was, that was 2000, that was, actually it was 1999. And he told, when I moved to Chicago, he, he hooked me up with uh, Lincoln, Lincoln Park High School, which is on the north side of Chicago, right by DePaul. Okay. And so that was my first high school job as assistant. Okay. Yes. How'd that go? Went pretty good, went pretty good. I think the first year, that, my first year that we went, Actually went to the final four for the city championship. Uh, and then actually after that, my second year, I, I ended up coaching at Phillips High School in Chicago as a head coach, and it kind of took off from there. And for, for most people that don't know, Chicago basketball, and we've talked about this before, Andre, Chicago basketball is some of the greatest basketball in the country. Yes. You know, if you look at, you know, New York gets a lot of, a lot of praise for the, the players that come out of New York. They're known for street ball. When you look at California, the state of California, I think there are more players playing professionally in the NBA and overseas that come from the state of California. But what most people I think don't realize is how impactful and how many great players have come out of Chicago. As I played against a lot of them. Uh, Tim Hardaway, Nick Anderson, Marcus Liberty. Yep. So I, I played against a lot of those great, great players that make, that ended up making it to the league. So, so yeah, it, it was fun playing against those guys. What, what, what is it about Chicago basketball? Is it the mix of, you know, the competitiveness on street ball, and then you've got the great high school? Is it is it a mix of the two? I think it's a mixed mixture of that, and, and and also the toughness, you know, the grittiness. You know, we 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 come out of there, we're gonna be gritty, we're gonna be tough. Absolutely. Uh, we're gonna talk. So. <laughs> Were you a big trash talker? Yes, I was. <laughs> that, that comes with it. It comes with the territory, yes. Now, now you and I have known each other for a long time. So we go all the way back to when you were playing for the Bearcats. I was a ball boy. Yes. And I will never forget this story. I don't know if I ever told you this story. But big game, you guys are getting ready to play. And being a ball boy... You know, I have to be there early. I've got to rebound and do different things for the other team. 
and I can't remember who we were playing, like if it was a Louisville or it was a big conference game, a Memphis or somebody, and the opposing team was talking so much trash about us, and I'm hearing all this. So you guys come out to do your warm-up, and I see you, and I see Lou, and I tell you guys, hey, they were talking it, and you looked at Lou, you looked at me, you said, we, we got this, and you guys won that game. I will never, was never forget Elliot, that. Elliot Perry? He, oh, man. Elliot he Perry. Was, yeah, he was, he, was, he was special. He was tough. He was special. Definitely, man. Those were, uh, what was that, the, what conference was that? Metro. That, the Metro. The Metro Conference. All, all the big guards was in that conference. That's the, that's the reason I came to Cincinnati. Was, I, you know, I come from a junior college, and uh, when, when uh, Tony Yates was recruiting me, and, it, and the first thing he showed me, he said, you know, this is a big guard conference. You know, you excel in this conference. And I said, it's close to home. Let's go. Yeah. And, we're, and I do want to dive into shortly, I want to talk a little bit about the recruiting process and how you ended up for the Bear, into the Bearcats. Uh, another thing that I want everybody to know out here, there are very few people that I share a birthday with. My birthday's May 12th, so you can start saving up for, for gifts and stuff. My birthday's May 12th. Andre Tate's birthday May is May 12th. 12th. Yes, it is. One that we, we, share, we share a birthday. One of the few people that I, I don't know many people, do you? Nope, nope, nope. We, we gotta have like a joint, we gotta have like a joint <laughs> we party. Definitely, man. We definitely, we gotta do it. I'm, I'm with you. We gotta we'll, put it together. We'll do it, we'll do it in Fifth Third Arena. Yes. Get the guys together. Yes, let's do that. <laughs> uh, so, so tell everyone a little bit, uh, I wanna step back again and, and talk about uh, your coaching career. I want to talk a little bit about Cincinnati State, um, how you ended up at Cincinnati State. And, and I remember when you were at Cincinnati State, I would come over quite a bit and um, you know watch your team. You had some of the guys that played my program, and um, you seem to enjoy your time yep. at Cincinnati State. You want to talk about it a little bit? Well, just, just talking about it a few seconds ago about uh, Coach Larry Harrison hooking me up at the, uh, with a job in Chicago. Me and my wife, she, went, she was from Cincinnati. She wanted to move back to Cincinnati. So after about three years, uh, I said, okay, we can move, but we'll move back to Cincinnati. So we ended up moving back. So I told Hugs, hey, Hugs, I'm coming back home. I need a job. And um, so when I got home, Cincinnati State job was open. So I said, Hugs, I want to I get there. I want to try to get in on that job. So Hugs made a few phone calls. I interviewed for the job, and another local guy that was a high school coach around here, he's been a, a legend around here as far as a coach, he was also going for the job. I interviewed for it, he interviewed for it, they ended up giving it to him. Mm. Uh, so they liked my interview so much, they called me and said he wanted to interview me. So he ended up interviewing me and ended up liking me as well and ended up hiring me as his assistant coach. Okay. So that's how I ended up getting there. Uh, the first year went, goes along. Uh, we have a pretty decent year. The head coach, who was the head coach at, at the time and the athletic director, kind of got into it a little bit. He fired him. He ended up, I'm at work. I'm, I was working at, um, what high school? I was at Cape High School. You remember the oh, old yeah. Cape? Okay. I, was, I was at the old Cape High School working. I was a substitute teacher at the time. The AD calls me and says, hey, uh, it's a job opening here at Cincinnati State. And I'm like, huh? He was like, yeah, he's like, uh, I, just, I just let such and such go. I said, oh, did you? He said, would you, would you be interested in a job? I said, I would be, but I'd like to think about it. Because I wanted, I wanted to have time to go call coach and see what was going on and get his blessings before yeah. I agreed on anything. Sure. That's smart. 
Uh, so I ended up calling coach, and coach was like, man, do, do what's best for you and your family. And I ended up accepting the job, and I was there 12 years. Wow. 12 years. Good run. We had a good run in Cincinnati great State. Run. We had a great run in Cincinnati State. Who were, uh, who were some of the players I might recognize that you coached? Well, I know you'll recognize John Williamson. That's, that's one I wanted he, you to he, say. He was one of the best players to probably come out of Cincinnati State, uh, from what I hear. Um, I had Rayshon Goins, who ended, up, who ended up playing at St. Bonaventure, who's from out of Cleveland. Uh, Jay Millen, who's a local kid out of Cincinnati. Uh, but over the years, man, I've, I've probably sent about 34 kids to 40 kids Division One. Wow. You know, you know, Division Two area. So it, it was fun, man. It was fun. And then you had a stint uh, being an assistant with the Bearcats? Yes, with Mick Cronin. Yes. He got the job. He called me. Uh, brought me on as the video coordinator, uh, which was fun. I didn't like it too much because I've always felt like, man, I'm a coach. I, yeah. I want to be on the floor coaching and teaching. So I stayed for a couple years. Uh, and Cincinnati State job came back open again. And you went back? I went back. <laughs> so it was my second tour of duty yep. at Cincinnati State. And then how long were you at Cincinnati State the second go around? Eight years. Wow. Okay. Eight years. Okay. Yeah. And then? And then, and then that's when um, I ended up coming. Uh, Cincinnati State ended up closing. They, get, they ended up getting rid of all the sports programs yep, in 2017. That. Yep. Uh, that was our last year going. We went nationals that year. Um, so we ended it on a, on, on, we ended it on a good note. Uh, but from 2017, when they ended it, that's when I ended up at Wynn Woods High School. Gotcha. As an assistant coach the first year. I was assistant coach with, uh, with David Lumpkin, who was the yeah. head coach at the time. Yeah. yeah. Nice. What's in, the, what's in the future, coaching? You going to stay in high school for a while? I, I, actually, I'm looking to get back on the college level. I wouldn't mind getting back on the college level. Um, so I'm just right now, I'm just weighing my options and seeing and, and, and focusing on, on my high school stuff right now. But college, I, I would love to get back into the college. You know, a lot of the guys that I talk to that are former players that get involved in coaching, they really love recruiting. That's what I love to do. What, what, it is, what is it about recruiting for you? I, I just like get, I like going into homes. I like going into into the players' homes and and, and 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 telling them how good our program is and what we can do for them, and hopefully they can come in and help us sure. get to where we need to get. Yeah. So so recruiting is fun, man. It, it, it's no fun on the high school level when you can't recruit. Right. So right. So you kind of got to take what's in the building. I like going to get the players that I like. And, and it's almost a game within a game because you've got the game where you compete against another team on the court, yep. but then you're competing against other teams yep. recruiting-wise. Yes. So you're trying to win multiple multiple battles. Always. You all, you're always in the grind trying to outdo the next guy. Yeah. You're always trying to pull in that next great player. And uh, it, I've had some battles over the years with some teams in our league, uh, but it's been fun, man. We, we, we've had a lot of talent come through here. Uh, very proud of what we did at Cincinnati State. Uh, too bad it closed because we, yeah. we had a lot more to offer. We had a great run. Now, speaking of recruiting, let's talk about your recruiting. Let's take it back to Chicago. And by the way, speaking of Chicago, it is so cold in Cincinnati right now. But for a guy from Chicago, you probably don't think this is cold. It's summertime. <laughs> <laughs> I will, I will never forget this story. So I, go to, I drive to Chicago with a friend of mine. Michael Jordan is playing for the Bulls. And I want to go to a game. 
So we drive all the way to Chicago. And I've been to Chicago, but not in the dead of winter. So we park, and I can't remember where we parked, and we had to walk to, I believe at the time it was the United Center. Yes. So we have to walk, and we parked pretty far away. I'm going to tell you, we stopped probably eight times. The like the wind, we stopped at McDonald's, took a breather, started walking a little bit more, ducked into something else, took a breather. And, and my buddy Damon, Damon Martin, went with me. I'll never forget. We're like, we're not going to make it to this game. It is too, I mean, you would spit. And before it hit the ground, it, <laughs> Free. It, it was too much. I've never experienced cold like that in my life. I've, I've experienced the coldest I've ever experienced in Chicago. It probably was one time I went to go watch Corey Blunt play when he was with the Bulls. Okay. So it was me, Terrence Gibson, Alan Jackson, Eric Martin, Herb Jones. We all, we all went to the Bulls game on this particular day. I'm talking about it's below zero. In the same situation, we had to park. We didn't, know our we didn't know where our tickets was at. So we parked, where we parked at was like maybe two blocks away from where we had to get our tickets. Yeah. And we <laughs> froze our butts off, man. It was free. That's the coldest I ever felt in Chicago. Yeah. Now, now, you being from Chicago, you're a Cubs fan, I'm assuming. No doubt. 100%. Cubbies. From the, from the birth till now. Cubbies. Okay. Uh, and football-wise, you're not a diehard Bears. You're a Cowboys fan. How about them Cowboys? I, I can't speak on that. Uh, <laughs> how'd you become a Cowboys fan? Well, I mean, and growing up in Chicago, where the Bears are like, I mean, that's, that's like being a Cincinnati and a Bengals. I mean, there's such right. an attachment to the Bears being from Chicago. Well, I started off loving the Bears when okay. they had Walter Payton. Man, sweetness. Um, sweetness. It was one Thanksgiving day, though. I think it was on Thanksgiving. You know how the football games come on Thanksgiving? Yep. And I was a little kid at the time, and the Cowboys was on. Was that the, only, like the Cowboys-Redskins game? Yes. yes. And, the only thing, and the, only thing, the only thing that I saw as a little kid was that star on the helmet. Yeah. You know, and all the trick plays they used to do. That, that, brought, that drew me in. So I've been a Cowboys fan since I was probably about five or six. Die hard. Die hard. Mm. <laughs> and, and before we got on the podcast, you predicted that the Cowboys are going to win. I, I say we're going to get to the. I say we're going to get to the NFC. NFC, NFC championship. NFC championship. You're going to get there. We're going to get there. Will you win it? <laughs> Depends on how Dak plays. <laughs> we waiting on Dak. If, if we need Dak to step it up a little bit more. If you're waiting on Dak, then good luck. <laughs> <laughs> good. Good luck with that. <laughs> um, so let's take it back to your Chicago days. Uh, you're playing high school basketball in Chicago. One of the better players yes. in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, so most kids that are seniors in high school, they're being recruited and you know going to the next level. What was your process from high school basketball to college? Because you went to junior college, correct? We'll talk yes. about that process. Well, like I tell my kids, like I tell my kids now, uh, especially when you're a freshman. I think, I think what hurt me, my four years of high school was my freshman year. You know, I didn't, ha I, I didn't take school seriously right. my first year as a freshman. And it kind of hurt me when I got to a, become a senior, when I became a better basketball player. Because? Huh? Because you said that you're, you didn't take Be academics seriously. I didn't take academics serious. And so you felt like that impacted you the rest of your high school 
Yes, because because I, I had to because I was I wasn't gonna be able to go to a division one. Gotcha. Because of my grade, my GPA was low, my grades were low. So I ended up going to a, a community college first. I ended up going to Coffeeville, Coffeeville Community College in Kansas. Mm. That was my first school I went to. Uh, didn't like it out there the first year. I, I finished the year out, transferred back home to Kankakee Community College. Say, say that again. Kankakee Community. Kankakee. Kankakee. You went from Coffeeville. Coffee. You had a cup of coffee at Coffeeville, <laughs> and, and then went to Kankakee. Kankakee. Kankakee Community College. Uh, Transferred there, and happy I transferred there because we ended up making it to the national championship. We went to the national championship game that year. Ended up coming up short. We ended up losing by one point to Hutchison, where the to where the tournament is usually hosted. The home team won it. They beat us in the championship game. A little home so, cooking. Yeah, a little home cooking. Yeah, you know. that happens. <laughs> I I ended up uh, we were down one. Um, we were down one. Probably we called a timeout. Probably about ten seconds to go. Uh, coach draws up a play. And uh, I ended up getting the last shot for the game. And it was in, as close as you can go all the way through, mm. and bobbled out for the win. It was a three. We was down, actually, we were down two, and we were going for the win. He, told, we, he set up a play to shoot a three. Yeah. And we ended up, we ended up losing by one to, uh, two points to Hutchinson Community College. So the recruiting process when you were in junior college, how would you end up at Cincinnati? Uh, well, the late, great, you know, Turner, Coach Turner? Yeah. We used to be at Cincinnati for Yates. I do. Turner, actually it wasn't Turner. I take that back. It was Coach Dudley. Dudley, Dudley, was, yeah, Dudley left after my first year. After he recruited me, he came back that year. That summer he ended up going somewhere else. But he ended up recruiting me for Cincinnati uh, from Kankakee. Uh, I, that year I had, I had a lot. That year, we went, like I said, we went to the, to the, to the national title. We went to the title game. I had a lot of a lot of people recruit me, but who were some of the schools recruiting you? Uh, uh, Providence, uh, Villanova, uh, I, all the MAC schools, all the MAC schools was recruiting me. Uh, Wake Forest, uh, Kansas State, they mm -hmm. was they was recruiting me. Uh, but but when Cincinnati came into the picture, I just felt like it was closer to home. I'd already been away from home, uh, far away from home. I said, well, I want to go somewhere where it's close. And like I said, it, it was a big guard league at the time. Mm -hmm. So I said, I'm going to Cincinnati. And if you could say a few words, uh, Tony Yates was your coach when you got here with the Bearcats, and Tony Yates passed away. If you could say a few words about uh, Coach Yates and your thoughts on him as a person. Tony Yates was a great guy. He was, he was a great person. Uh, he'd, do anything, he'd do anything in the world for you if, if, if it was needed. Uh, it, it was very sickening when I heard you know, that he passed away. Uh, me, me and Tony kind of, we kind of fell out a little bit toward the end of his career, his, his, his tenure as the coach, uh, when Hugs came in, um, because I guess, I guess he felt like, he felt like the guys kind of turned, the, turned their back on him a little bit when they was trying to get rid of him. Yeah. Uh, but that wasn't the case. And I, as we got older and I talked to Tony probably about 10 years after that, mm -hmm. I kind of said him, told him how I felt about his situation and, and we kind of worked through that. But Tony was a great guy, man. He was a great recruiter, um, and, and he was the reason I was here. I'm, I, he, he's the reason I came to Cincinnati. And I still live here now. And he—you're right. He he recruited some some guys. Oh, he, was, he was a dog, and, and a lot of guys from Chicago. Yeah, he recruited a lot of guys on the Illinois team. Because he was he was at Illinois, correct? Illinois. As an assistant. Yeah, with Lou Henson. Him and Lou Henson was together. Yeah. Because it was you, Ramel, Ramel Shorter, Roger McClendon, Raj. Yep, Rod, Roger Bert, Bert, Robertus Robinson, Kevin Williams, 
Remember Kevin oh, Williams? Uh, yes. Yeah. That was a yeah. Yeah, that was a good run getting guys out of Chicago. Yeah. He had a good run at it. He had a good run at it. Now, you know, you come to the Bearcats. Your first year you wore number 30? Yeah, I was number 30. Why is that? I like Kenny Smith. Kenny Smith was oh, one of my favorite man. players in college. Absolutely. When he played in North Carolina, I lo absolutely love Kenny Smith. He was one of my favorite players. Kenny the Jet. He's a bad boy. Bad man. Bad man. Uh, talk a little bit about your first year, some of the guys you played with. Uh, we talked, we said Lou Banks, uh, Keith Starks. Lou Banks, Keith Starks, uh, Lavertis Robinson. Um, Big Sed, right? Big Sed. I just saw Big Sed the other day. Big Cedric Glover. How's he doing? He's doing good. You know, he's out at Fairfield, uh, Cadillac. Yeah, uh, if you need a Cadillac, go see Cedric Glover. If you need a Cadillac, go see uh, Cedric Glover. <laughs> Fairfield, Cadillac. <laughs> Uh, but but Seb, Seb, Seb was the guy here when we got here, when I got here. And, and actually, me and Seb, we, we was, we was kind of laughing the other day about, um, I remember Yates. Yates told us it was, it was, it was during the game. And, and Yates used to always tell us, if we don't get Seb the ball, you won't be playing. <laughs> so we laughed about that the other day because I laughed at Lou Banks. I told you I talked to Lou Banks now. Lou Banks, Keith Starks. Uh, uh, Lavertus Robinson, Elnardo Gibbons. Yes, remember that name? I do. All he was, those, was he from Lexington yes, originally? He's yeah. from Lexington. Mm -hmm. All those guys, we was all starting. And what happened was they, 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 they didn't want to throw him the ball. So we ended up going to play Miami. Uh, we was up in Oxford playing Miami. He calls out the starting lineup. Those four guys, those three guys were sitting. And it was because they wouldn't throw the ball yeah. to Sid. He wanted Sid to touch the ball every, every time. Possession. He, he got to go through him before we even get a shot. We well, used to call him the black hole. <laughs> but was, was that because Tony came from the Big Ten? He came from the Big Ten. And that was the style that of play. That was the style, pound the ball inside. Uh, we, ran, ran, we ran a lot of box sets where we can, where we can throw it into the post. Yep. Yes. Sed's a, a great guy. I need to get him on the podcast. Love Sid, man. Sid, good guy. A absolutely. Big Grizzly. Now, your, your first year, you know, you obviously established yourself as a scorer. Uh, your first year averaging 11 points mm -hmm. um, a game. How was that transition coming from JUCO ball to college ball to Division I level with the Bearcats? It was a lot different. Um, and probably the thing that helped me is I, I did play at the junior college level, so I had a little bit, I, I knew a little bit coming in on the Division I level because I played against some great players in the junior college level. Uh, but it was tough. It, it, it was tough getting used to. The physicality was a lot different. Uh, the speed was a lot different. Um, but once I got adjusted, I was fine. I, I, I got in, and like you said, I averaged 11 points my first year. So it, so it ended up turning, turning out pretty good for me my freshman year. My, well, actually, my junior year. Now, now, growing up watching you, one thing that I always remember about you as a player is being a high IQ guy on the court. Where'd you get that high basketball IQ from? I think, I, just, I think I've been around a lot of great coaches. I think my high school coach was a great coach. Um, my junior college, I, I coached with junior, my junior college coach. He, he's got over 900 wins in junior college. He was a great That's coach. That's a lot of wins. A lot of wins, 900 wins. Uh, and then under Yates and then Coach Huggins. So, so I, I, I've been under a lot of great people. And, and I think that that's also helped me, but I also played against a lot of great pl players. So, you know, if you can't get better playing against guys like Tim Hardaway, Nick Anderson, Marcus Liberty, uh, if, you can't get, if you can't get better playing with those guys, you know, you won't get better. Did you ever play against Isaiah? Never played against Isaiah Thomas. Never. Man. Never. I wish I would have. But I, I, 
actually I missed it a couple of times because in the summer league, he used to always come play, play in the summer leagues. Uh-huh. Isaiah, when I was in high school, he used to come back and play. Him and Michael Jordan. Yeah. So it used to be some fun games. You ever play against Michael Jordan? I was on the same team with him in the summer league. Really? How, okay. Playboy, okay. You remember Playboy Magazine? Yeah. We was on Playboy Magazine. Really? Yes. Now, now okay. Tell, you got to give us the story. I mean, any, any good stories? Pick up ball with, with MJ? Man, I was just, I was, I was all my eyes was probably <laughs> big as, big as uh, apples, right, when I was watching him play. He, how, he, he was great, man. How many years in the league was he at that point? Two. I think he was two or three. Two or he three? Was, he was, yeah, he was fresh. Yeah, probably, no, actually, it was probably his second year in the league. Okay. It was his second year in the league when I was in high school. Yeah. Te- he was tearing up the league, oh, too. Oh, man, Michael Jordan was a bad boy. And the crazy thing is, Michael became such a big part of Chicago basketball culture that pe- people thought he was from Chicago. They did. You know? They That's did. a crazy thing. They did. They did. And he, he, he used to be everywhere, though. Yeah. You can always... You are, one thing about Mike, he loves to gamble. Yeah. So you'll catch him like some of the some of the some of the gyms we used to play at, you know, where, where, where all the big money people at. Used to be a lot of lot of gambling going on, far as shooting free throws <laughs> and stuff like that. Mike was a big time gambler. Yeah, I, I got it. When we get off the podcast, I tell you my Michael Jordan gambling story. <laughs> I got I got one. I wasn't involved, but I was I was around. Um, back back to your first season in 1988-1989. Uh, you guys were playing at the Gardens. Cincinnati Gardens. What was that like playing at the Gardens? For I know there are a lot of Bearcat fans here who remember the Cincinnati Gardens. There are also some younger Bearcat fans that have no idea right. what it was like in the Cincinnati Gardens. Can you talk about that? Dark and cold. It used to be dark and cold and, up in there. The floor, the floor. Was there ice? Was yes. There? Okay, talk we, about that. We were playing on top of ice. So, so you know how it is. You know, like before a game, you go over there early, like around 11 to have a shoot around. You know, they got the, ain't no lights on, you know, it's dim in there. Yep. And it's cold up in there. So it used to be a trip playing on that cold floor when we used to have to practice in there, uh, getting ready for a game. Now, did you know when you were playing your first year in the gardens that the uh, Shoemaker Center was being built and that you guys were, was that part of a recruiting pitch? Yeah, that was part of the, they, okay. they told me, you know, when they recruited me that, you know, this is where we were going to be playing at my junior year. And then by my senior year, the Shoemaker should be up by then. So that yeah, that, and they showed it to me, and I said, yeah, I got to go there. Yeah, that was part. That was part of the reason I came here as well. And definitely, and we're gonna talk about the shoemaker here in a uh, second. Uh, this segment is sponsored by the College of Arts and Sciences at the University of Cincinnati. They have a new flexible bachelor's degree that will allow you to graduate conveniently and affordably, and you won't lose any credit or have to start over. So your first season, you guys go 15 and 12, a little bit of a tough season. Um, you guys did beat Xavier uh, by 10, which, yes. was, which was big. Now, coming from Chicago, and I've talked to a lot of different former players that have come on the podcast, and I'd love to ask them about the Crosstown shootout. When you got here and you heard about the shootout and you actually played in it, I mean, how intense was it versus what you expected it was going to be like? Well, it was real. It was real intense. Um, it was almost like it was almost like a championship type game. Yeah, for sure. Every time you play those guys, we play each other. It's a championship. So, 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 always leading up into that game, you know, you get you hearing it from the crowd. You're getting ready. You're getting your mindset for that game. It's always a big game going into that into that Xavier game. So, we I, I played in it twice. I'm one and one in it. Yep. 
so, so that first year, in it, uh, I think they had Stan Kimbrough, Jamal Walker at the guard mm. spot. So I had to go against those guys. Tough. Uh, we ended up beating those guys. We ended up beating that team that year. But, man, it's, it's, it's always exciting on them crosstown shootout games. Just the week leading up into it. Oh, no, no question about yes. that. It's a, it's a different practice. It's a different practice. Leading up to the, the shootout. Definitely. Uh, so that first year, you guys lose to uh, Florida State. Yes. By one. George McLeod. Yep. They were number eight in the country. Yes. You lose to um, Louisville, who's number four in the country. LeBradford Smith. By yes, LeBradford Smith. LeBradford Smith is bad, yeah. But you guys were, there were so many games where you guys were so close to like. Oh, we were there. Turning that corner, but just never could get over that hump. We, we were right there with all the top teams in the league. Every, like you said, we, it was. I don't think we never. Well, I say one time we got beat real bad. Southern Miss beat us pretty bad. Okay. They had Clarence Weatherspoon. Clarence Weatherspoon. They were pretty good. He that was year. tough. They were tough that year. But the league, for the for the most part, the league, the league, it was a great league, man. Yeah. We had some South Carolina. We had you had Memphis State at the time, Louisville, Virginia Tech. Yep. So it was a lot of great teams. Was that Bimbo Coles? Bimbo Coles. Yeah. yeah. Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech. Some great players Man, we had great in the players. league. Brent Price. Man. Remember that name? Of course. <laughs> um, so Tony Yates gets gets fired your first year. Yes. Uh, and did you see that coming? Were you, did you have Well we Well we knew we knew going into that year that he was kinda He had to win. He had to win. He had to win. So we kinda knew. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about going into your second year. In the process of Bob Huggins <laughs> getting the job and what that was like, because you know, you know, you're recruited from from Chicago to come here and play for the Bearcats. New coach comes in, and some players don't always react with the new coach, and they decide to leave. Um, how was that interaction with Hugs in that first meeting? <laughs> you're shaking your head. Let's talk was, a little bit about that. It was tough because leading up to him getting hired. Um, you know, we used to play in the field, the field house, okay. Lawrence, Lawrence Field House. Yep, Lawrence. And you know, so so it was the off season during the time, and uh, somebody came in and said, "Man, they they finna hire this Huggins, some some guy named Bob Huggins." I said, "Huggins, who is that?" And they was like, "Oh, he like Bobby Knight." And I was like, "He like Bobby Knight." I'm like, "If he like Bobby Knight, I'm transferring. Yeah, I'm, I'm, out not, here. I'm not staying here." And yeah. all of us was like that. Lou, mm -hmm. Lavertis, we was like, "Man, if, if he coming, if he like Bobby Knight, we out of here." And uh, so he ended up coming, and I tell you a story. The first, the first, the first conditioning day. You know, I'm still on the bubble about if I'm staying. I'm like, man, I might get up out of here. And uh, so he he told us, hey, tomorrow morning we got 6 a.m. We out on the track. Make sure y'all there 6 a.m. in the morning. Blah blah blah. I didn't show up. <laughs> I said, man, I'm not going to run those. I'm not going. Mm -hmm. So so the secretary. I got a phone call from the secretary probably about noon. One o'clock something. Uh, Bob Huggins want to see you. You need to come to the office. The coach want to see you. So I gets over to the office and uh, I'm sitting in the office. I come. He's sitting in the office waiting on me. Closed the door behind me and he says, uh, "Why didn't you come to? Uh, why didn't you make the run today?" I said, "Man, I, I said I couldn't get up. I didn't feel. I said I couldn't get up." He said, "Well, I tell you what. We got we got running at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning." If you ain't there, come by here at 12 o'clock and get your bus ticket home. <laughs> that sounds like hugs. 
I was there 545. <laughs> Stretching. Right. Was, there, was everybody else there? Everybody, everybody else, else was there? there, yeah. Everybody else was there. That's funny. Now, what, what was that conversation like? I mean, as you guys, you know, obviously you're going through conditioning and all that, but uh, Coach Huggett had to address the team and kind of tell them his philosophy. And uh, what, what was that like? He just talked about, about being tough and the way that we, the style of play that we were going to play. You know, he said we were going to get after people. We were going to press people. We were going to trap people. Uh, and, and he said he just wanted us to be physical. He said he's, uh, and his thing was he was going to get us a great, a great uh, guy to come in and get us stronger. Yeah. You know, as far as the conditioning and yep. stuff. Uh, and I think, who was it at the time? It might have been Mickey Marathi. Mick Marathi. Yeah, it yep. was Mick. Mickey Marathi. Mickey into Bodies by Marathi. Bodies by Marathi. So he mm -hmm. ended up bringing Mick in to, to get us together. But, but that first meeting, man, it, 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 when we listen to him talk, you can hear his passion. Um, and then a lot of the things I do as a coach right now comes from him. So, so like, I, like what? Give me an example. I of. like to press. I'm a pressing coach. I'm yeah. a trap. I like to trap. Uh, some of the offensive stuff, the the, the, the the motion stuff. I run some of the, a lot of the motion stuff, five out. So so he he's, he's got a big influence on me in my coaching career. Do you still communicate with Hugs? Yes, we talk we talk every blue moon. We talk every blue moon. Yeah, I'm sure he's pretty busy with coaching, yep. and you're you're busy, yep. but yep. Uh, so <clears throat> I, I do want to dive into uh, the second year a little bit more, um, and, and then I'm gonna I do want to take it back to a story from the the first year, but. Your, your second year, one thing that I, I remember is, and I've told you about this before, is you were not only a big guard, which you, know, you didn't see a lot of, but you were a big guard, and you had this, this style about you, and I've told you about that. You had the Big Daddy Kane box going. <laughs> you had the black shoes with the white socks. Yes. Uh, you had the goatee yep. trimmed up. Where'd the style come? Is that a Chicago thing or just it was just you? I, I think during that time it was just the it was just the style at the time. Yeah. Uh, I had a lot. My, when I, when I let my hair grow out, it's usually it was curly at the time. Uh -huh. <laughs> so 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 Lou had a hard, Lou Banks was my barber at yep, the time. Yeah, I've heard Lou, Lou so, the barber. So Lou, Lou did a great job of cutting my hair because I couldn't find a guy in town that could cut my hair at during that time. Gotcha. And he was the one guy that could cut it. Uh, but but we all had the box fades. Everybody had the box. We all had the little bitty shorts on. Yep. With the tight yep. under. Um, which the, the short shorts have come back. I see. Yeah. Which is crazy. It's but crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You had you had the for a while. I don't know how long you wore, but I always remember you had the, like the the knee sleeve. I wore the knee sleeve. Like Jordan. <laughs> like Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but you 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 definitely had the you definitely had the style. <laughs> yes. And that that was a big part. And I, I always say this. I think if you look at Bearcat basketball today in 2022, and you kind of rewind all the way back, we can look back at your guys' team. Mm -hmm and look at the opening of the Shoemaker Center and look at that first team in the first game in the Shoemaker Center. To me, that was kind of the start of everything for this next wave of great Bearcat basketball to where we are today. In that first game, the Minnesota game. Tough, tough team. They was fresh off of what, Sweet 16? That yeah. Year? They had just coming off the Sweet 16 that year. Physical, big. Strong. What was the coach's name? Uh, was it Haskins or Haskins? Haskins. Haskins. Yep. Yep. Coach Haskins. Good coach. coach. Great coach. Uh, but that was man. That was, that that got us off to a jump start, man. 
And what were, what, were they, what were they ranked that year? I did have that. Coming in, they were ranked number 20 in the country. Yeah, they were 20 in the country. Like I said, they had just come off the Sweet 16 run. Yep. Uh, 20th in the country. Had the, had the, the, the top guard, the number one guard, uh, defensive guard, uh, who had over 100 steals the year before in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Melvin Newburn. Yep. I remember that so, name. So that was, my, that was my matchup for the day. So I was really, really looking forward to that game going against him. Now let me ask you this question. So there, there's one thing where, you know, you guys, new coach, a lot of new guys, new system, first game in the arena, you're playing the number 20 team in the country, a lot of good players, great established coach. Did you guys really, truly believe going in that game that you were going to win that game? Yes, we did. Why is that? Be- because we thought we we thought we we knew we were pretty good. You know, Lou Banks was coming off a great year. Lou, you know, we had Lou Banks coming back. We had Keith Stars. We had, well, we had our four guys coming back from the, the year before. So we felt like we were going to get better as well. Um, and we was tough. We we was all about the same size. We yep. was all six five, six six, six seven. Probably yep. Keith Starks. Uh, but we just felt like, man, that we, we was going to open up the building right. We was going to have a good year. My senior year, it was, it was all our senior years. But even though they, was, they had a red shirt, they had a prop year. Okay. They had a prop year. So we just felt like we, was, we, we, we could, could compete with those guys. And that game, you know, was back and forth. And I think the energy in the Shoemaker Center just kept building and building and building. And it led to that last play and. If you ask me, one of the most important games in the arena ever is that game. And you were such a big part of not only getting to that last moment, .8 seconds left. You were the person, you're basically the quarterback of the team. You're taking the ball out of bounds. You become the most important person on the court. And I I think what gets lost in the shuffle is Steve Sanders hits an amazing shot. But people often forget the amazing pass that was made. Let's talk about that play because I'm going to put a lot of money on the line that Steve Sanders was not the first option. No. <laughs> can, I, can, can break I, down that play coming out of the timeout with Hugs. Actually, actually, Hugs he drew up the play for for Lou Banks. Okay. And and they did a good job of switching on Lou Banks, and it it, it enabled Steve Sanders to pop open to the corner. And, and the defender that was on me was, I forgot, I think it was Burton that was on me at the time. He's 6'7", six, 6'8". Six, I couldn't throw a direct pass to him because yeah. he, he's so big. I ended up having to bounce it. Yes. I threw an inbound bounce pass to him, and it kind of went straight to Steve right into his shot. So, so it, it, it was a, it was a, it was a, I would say it was a great pass. I always show, I always, when, it, when I see that play, I always say, look at the pass. Absolutely. <laughs> but, pass. but people f- often forget about that yeah, pass. Yeah, look at the pass. Look at in, the pass. In making... You know, I remember you, you ball faked, yep. and his hands went like this because you, like, ball faked in the direction. I think there was Lou, Keith Starks, yep. and Vert and was Vert. on the court. Yep. And then you threw Bounce. it. The, yep. Because I, I think even they knew Steve wasn't going to be the main guy, right. so the focus was on the other three. And just a great pass and a, and a, and a great shot. And then, <laughs> I mean, you were, you were excited. You were jumping around. What, what was that moment like? Man, that was great, man. I was looking for somebody to hug at the time. <laughs> and then luckily Huggins came by and I ended up hugging him. So, so yeah, that was a great moment. I always look at that video and, and, the, and, the, and that's the one thing that stands out to me is when I'm hugging Bob Huggins. Yeah. You know, we, it's his first game. We got him his first win. So that was, that was a great, 
That was a great day, man. And, and I think a lot of people around the country in, in basketball, teams, players, knew at that point this is a different Bearcat program. If they come to the Shoemaker Center, they're in for a battle. Definitely. And, and, and that toughness you talked about. Definitely. That toughness has become a thread of Bearcat basketball. Right. And I think it started that game. We, yeah, and we, we had got to the point after that game is, you know, it used to be several guys, like we warming up playing against another team. And, and it was one instance that I think Lavertus Robinson knew a guy on Tulane, uh, Christensen. I can't think of his first name, but he was their top player. But he was out of Chicago as well. And I come out the locker room, and I see him talking to him. And I said, I pull, I grab him. I say, hey, man, we're talking to him after the game. Yeah. We got to beat him first. Right. So that was, that, our attitude started being different when Hugs got here. Yeah. Right. So, you know, we started taking on his pers his personality, uh, yeah. the toughness and all that stuff. Yeah. So it, it was fun playing for him, man. Yeah. No, no question. In uh, that year, and even looking at your senior year, 1989-1990 season, uh, you guys lost to number 13 team in the country, Duke. Duke. Yep, that was a great game. You guys beat Louisville at Freedom Hall. Yep. They were number eight in the country. Yep. Freedom Hall, one of my favorite, favorite arenas ever you, to be at, to play in. You love their they rims? The soft rims? The soft rims. They have the soft rims. And, and, and the thing is, when I played for the Bearcats, Louisville had a stretch where they weren't very good. Mm -hmm. They were like on that down with Denny Crum going out. And... I got in the game. So you played it. Oh man, those those fans just felt like they were just like Freedom Hall. Right, of Freedom Hall. That was Freedom Hall was the was best. Was that one of your favorite places yeah, to play? Freedom Hall, definitely, definitely. My worst place to play is Memphis. Never liked to play in Memphis. You said you didn't. I didn't. You did not. I never. Had, I've never had two years. I didn't never play well in Memphis. Yeah. Two years. What was it about Memphis? I just I don't know. I just never played well there. I, it, it, it's it's funny. I just never played well. I don't know what what it was. But I never had a good game in Memphis. What, what arena was it at Memphis? Because we played in the Pyramid. You didn't play the in the Colise Pyramid, the right? Coliseum. You played in the Coliseum. Coliseum. Was that Finch? Yes. Finch, yes. yep. Yes, yes, yes. Man, some great coaches back then, man. We brought yes, up some, some, some great names. Now, your, your last year, uh, you guys lose to uh, Xavier, who was uh, number 23 at the time. And that was the red uniform game. We broke out the red uniform. Man. Those silky red. They were sweet. <laughs> you still have uh, that yes, jersey? Those yes. Are, do you? The red and the black one. Do you really? Yeah, frame. They frame. They at home frame. Classic. <laughs> we need. They haven't brought those back. They no. have a retro. Okay. No. We need to make a call and make that happen. We got a retro, <laughs> retro those uniforms. But and here's the other thing too, and I talked about your senior year. That team kind of changing the trajectory of you know Bearcat basketball. I think you guys making the NIT was a huge step because prior to that, you guys really hadn't made, you know, you didn't make the NIT, you didn't make any tournament the year before. Right. And even Roger McClendon talked about, you know, the, the struggles of postseason, but you guys make the NIT your senior year. I believe you lost to DePaul. Yes. Uh, your senior year. But that was a big step, I think, forward. It, it was, man. Um the thing that I remember most is just losing that DePaul game, man, it, 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 when we did make it to the NIT. And, and that year, we lost four games at the buzzer. Four games at the buzzer. And, and I, my last game of, of my career since name was lost at the buzzer. At the buzzer. At DePaul. At DePaul. So, yeah, it was tough, man. Yeah. It was tough, bro. When you look back on your career as a Bearcat, 
you know, how do you how do you look back on your career? And what are your thoughts on it? Well, well I thought well when I look back on it, man, I, I thought I was a, a big a big part of, of getting this getting this thing turned around. No question. Um, me, Lou Banks, Keith Starks, Vert. Uh, I, I thought we had a, a big influence on, on getting it getting it going in the right direction uh, from where they was where we where they was you know when we got here. Yep. Um, but man, I, th I, I thought I had two great years. Um, see, to score over to score 989 points in two years. A lot of points. A lot of points. Uh, in a short period. In a short. I always. My joke, my joke I always say is, if I'd have played four years, oh, I'd, have, I'd, have beat, I'd have caught Oscar Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of points. That's a lot of points, bro. That's a lot of points, <laughs> Trey. <laughs> Why'd you switch to number four your, your senior year? Like I told you, my first year I liked it. Uh, Kenny Smith was one of my favorite players. My second favorite player, Joe Dumars and uh, Ron Harper. Yep. Ron Harper, I could see and, that. And totally. everybody used to always tell me, man, you look like, look like Ron, Ron Harper. Harper. So four, that's what I went to four. Gotcha. Yeah. Did you ever get to play against Ron? Actually, my senior year, he was my camp counselor at ABCD camp. Oh, did you tell him? Like, yes, people yes, used to, yes, yes. He told me you wore four? Yes. What did yes, he say? Yes. No, no, I, I seen him afterward. This was when I was in high school. Oh, so, okay, okay, I got this you. I got you, my so camp you never. Then when I got to UC, I 30, and then I went to four. But I did run into Ron Harper again, because I, I went to a couple of when Corey was with the Bulls. Ran into Ron Harper a couple times, and I, that's when I let him know, hey, man, you used to be my favorite player, man. Gotcha. <laughs> that's good stuff. He had, a, he had a great NBA career. Yeah, he was with, great, With man. those Bulls teams. He was tough. He was he tough. He's a, he a slept-on player with those Bulls teams, that championship run. Just some of the little things that he did, because you look at Pippen and Jordan and what they did, and then it's like Ron Harper did so many things that people don't know about. But if you think about it, he was one of the top players when Michael Jordan was in the league. Yeah, he, he was. He was one of the With top the Cavs, players. Right? Until he hurt his knee. Yeah, yeah. He was one of the top guys. Yep. So. Out of Dayton, Ohio. Dayton, Ohio, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, bad yep. boy. Then uh, Miami, Oxford. Uh, <laughs> let's speak a little bit about one of your former teammates who's passed away. I want you to talk a little bit about Herb Jones. One of my favorite guys, man. Herb Jones, he, he, he was my roommate. Uh, his, his, junior, his, his junior year when he first got here during the summertime, he was my roommate. Yeah. You know, I was, I was a grad assistant at the time. I was finishing up school. Um, the dude loved to fish. Yeah, he, he loved his fishing. Loved to fish. Uh, man, one of, the, one of the nicest dudes you ever want to meet. Yep. I have nothing bad to say about that guy, man, because he never, he never, he didn't drink, he didn't smoke nothing, nope. he didn't do nothing. All he did was like to go fishing. Yep. And uh, man, when I heard, and and the thing that that I can remember most, man, recently is he called me probably a couple months ago, and I was I was look, I was doing something at the time I couldn't talk to him, and I said, Herb, I'm gonna call you back. I didn't get a chance to call him back. Oh man. So. That bothered me, man, for the, for about two weeks when he passed away, man. Yeah. It, it, it kind of ate at me a little bit because I didn't get to, get a chance to talk to him. Yep. But he was a hell of a dude, man. Yeah, no question. Hell of a dude. You know, and I got a story. So um, I was at an AAU basketball tournament in Indianapolis, and Herb was there. And I just I ran into him. I'm like, Herb, what's up? And he was like, oh, how you doing? And uh, I said, hey, I got this podcast. I want to interview you for the podcast. And he was like, okay, yeah, let's do it. And so I call him up, we do the podcast. It was so good. We did two parts and you know, I released it. This was, was back in the day. And I am so glad, and I talked to Terry Nelson and Corey Blunt and 
I'm so glad that I had an opportunity to talk to him and actually archive his story, mm. his full journey, because, and even Herb said this, he's never told the full story mm. and the full journey. And I'm glad we got it archived, man. For I'm such glad a, you do, too, because I want to see that. It's, he's a Hall of Famer, man. And Definitely. It, Definitely. And such an important part Hall of, to Hall of Fame person. Absolutely. Yes. Just a kind, gentle. Like, and even even when I'm doing the interview, I'm like, for being such a high-level great player, he was just so like calm Laid and back. cool. We're talking about the final four game against Michigan, and he's just like, Yeah, it's just another game, you know. Just, you know, gotta wake up and go play. <laughs> I'm like, what? All, all, all he was gonna do was put them shoulders on you. Oh yeah. <laughs> Her man. <laughs> Herb he Jones, will, he will, he miss will, him. He was tough. Oh, yeah, he definitely will be sorely missed uh, yes. amongst the Bearcat uh, nation here. So I want to ask you a couple questions here, um, three questions in particular. Kind of quick questions, quick answers, except for the first one. The first one is, give the Bearcat fans your best Bob Huggins story during your career. My best Bob Huggins story? Yeah, uh, uh, Let's see, I'm looking around the cloud, crowd. It could be clean, it could be a little I'm trying, dirty, it could I'm be. I'm trying to think of a good one. <laughs> I, I, I have to think. I, I think a couple of them might be X. Uh, a little X rated. Uh, get, let me come back to that. Yeah, we'll come, let you me think, come you back think to about that. that one. Yeah, let me think about that one. <laughs> you got to look around and see yeah. how many young people <laughs> in here. So, okay, my second question for you is when you played for the Bearcats and you were getting pumped up and ready for the game. What music did you listen to? Like, what was the pump-up artist that you listened to to get ready for a game? Jay-Z. Back in 80? Yes. Wow. Yes. Jay-Z. Jay-Z. I was listening to Jay-Z back then. That's good. Uh, Do that Dr. Mills too. in the back said it was Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, th I think it was Jay-Z back then. I used to come out and listen to him in my, in my okay. Walkman. Okay. Oh, yeah, the Walkman, the right? The Walkman, yeah. You got to flip the tape over. <laughs> Hey, you know what's so crazy about this is like, we laugh at that now. We laugh at having a Walkman, but when you had a Walkman back then, it was the coolest thing right. in the world. So now, you know, technology, we got these phones and we can, you know, digitally, we got our music <laughs> and, you know, we got our earbuds. You know, like 10, 15 years from now, kids are going to laugh at this. They are. They're going to laugh at earbuds right. like, you wore what? Right. That's crazy. You old. That was, they, that was what they tell me now, I'm old. I, I don't even know what technology <laughs> is going to be like years from now. Like just how we live life. I don't even want to think about that, but they're going to look at this stuff as being old. Oh, it's going to definitely be different. It's going to definitely be different. All right, my next question. During your time as a Bearcat, okay, your, your junior and senior year, if you could pick one Bearcat teammate, you were going to battle, and you could take one Bearcat teammate with you to battle, no matter what battle it is, and you know we're not going to lose because I've got this guy on my side. Who is it? Lou Banks. Sweet Lou. Sweet Lou. Camden, New Jersey's finest. No doubt. Why is that? Just his, just his toughness. Uh, you know, I can tell you a story on that. You know, it, I, I think it was, it, we was walking campus one day. And uh, I bumped into this girl, and her boyfriend got mad. And Lou, Lou stepped up for me. Uh-oh. Because dude, 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 dude was a big dude now. 
Lou kind of stepped up and, and, and got in dude's face and like, it ain't going down. The dude back, dude back down. He back down. He back down. <laughs> so Lou Banks is the guy, if I'm going to any battle, Lou, Lou Banks is the guy I'm going with. Lou Banks. Lou Banks. That's a, that's a good one. And definitely a great Bearcat, too. Yes. All right. Back to Bob Huggins. You got well, one good Bob Huggins story for us. We're probably probably the one, the, you know, he, Bob did some, Bob used to, he used to, he used to put on a show now, uh, coming in the locker rooms after games. I, I think the one that, the, the one that I probably can remember most is, you remember Michael Joyner? Yeah, from uh, Hollywood, Florida. Hollywood, Florida. Yep. He was a freshman at the time. Uh, <laughs> I guess we come in the locker room, you know, we in our, left, Lefty, right? Lefty, lefty three-point shooter. Yeah, we, we sit in our star. I think we had just lost. So we come in the locker room, Hugs is pissed. Uh, so he's telling everybody, stop doing what you're doing. You know, we trying to get dressed and get back to the dorm. We try, you know, I'm trying to get dressed. So yep. he said, hey, stop doing what you're doing. Stop getting dressed. I think Michael Joyner was still getting dressed. So he, he, he sprinted over to Michael Joyner's locker and got down and told him he would tattoo his ass. <laughs> He said, I would tattoo <laughs> And you know how hugs all of the, the different arm oh, yeah. gestures. Oh, yeah. He's swing, he swinging arms and everything. And we all I'm doing is I got a towel in my locker, and I got the towel over my face because I'm cracking up. We all laughing. Yep. But but that was the first time I seen him do that. That was the first time he ever came out of his bag. And you see, like, oh, he's crazy, man. This dude is crazy. Definitely. But, but that, was, that, I, probably, that probably was the, one of the best things that I saw when he got in his face and he sold me a tattoo him. <laughs> you were like, what? Because, you know, that, that happened a lot when, yes. I, when I play. Like, that was the start of it. But when I played and beyond that, man, he was in guys' face. He would not back down. He All didn't the care. time. He didn't care who you were, where you were from. Could be from the hood. Yeah, he don't care. Didn't matter. He don't care. He don't care. He was... Hugs was a tough guy, though. Hugs was tough. Yep, he was. <laughs> He's I, a tough I, guy. I got a little surprise for you. Blast from the past, which you might still have. I found the program from your senior year. You remember this? Yes. This was, uh, look at this, Bob Huggins' first year. Yes. Bob, Bob Huggins on the, a young, a young, thin Bob Huggins. Yes. And uh, there you are. Yes, sir. Back in the day, Sweet Lou, Michael Joyner. Michael Joyner. Right there. Some, some, some good day. Orlando Williams. Orlando Williams. A lot of... Uh, B.J. Ward. Yep. Yeah, that, now, that B.J. Ward was a funny dude. Definitely. Milwaukee's finest. A funny, funny dude. Um, lastly, man, uh, I want to talk about this current Bearcat basketball team. Uh, we have a new head coach in Wes Miller. Have you had a chance to talk to Wes Miller? Yes, I have. Okay. Great Talk about that. Great, great, great dude, man. I, I, I like his vibe. I like what he's doing over there. I, I went over there and watched practice a couple times. Um, it's just a matter of time. He's gonna get us to where we need to go. I, I think. I think after a couple recruiting classes, he get a couple, get his guys in. Uh, he's a great coach, man. He's got. He runs. He does some great things on the offense. He does some great things on the defense. And I love the way he communicates with his kids. Yeah. That's probably one of the biggest things that I when I sat back and watched him. And watch how he interacted with his team. He's gonna be he's gonna be big time here. Now let me ask you this: you as a you as a, a coach, and you've been coaching for a long time between Cincinnati State and Wynton Woods. Wes Miller takes over a Bearcat program, has to go out and do basically speed recruiting. He has to get a bunch of guys, look in the portal, look around, has to re-recruit the existing guys. Yep. Some guys left, Tari Eason went. 
you know, other places, the uh, Gabe Madsen went somewhere else, but he did a great job, I think, of not only jumping in the portal and grabbing some guys to fill some spots and then getting, you know, guys like, you know, Mikey Saunders and uh, Mason Madsen and those guys to stay here mm -hmm. and play for the Bearcats. But, but I think what people have to understand and be patient with is, you know, it's going to take some time for him to build his culture, yep. get the guys to play in his system because Davenport, Madsen, Saunders, like those guys were recruited to play in Coach Brandon's system. That's right. Right? Right. And these other guys are coming from Wake Forest, Clemson. They played in other systems, and he's trying to patchwork and put a lot of things together. So there are going to be some ups and downs. Definitely. And talk yeah. about building that culture as a coach. Well, well, it usually takes, like, you know, his situation is going to take two to three years to get his players in. Yep. You know? To, when you're building a program, I always tell people when you're building a program, I had to build Cincinnati State. It took me three years to get them to – they hadn't been ranked at all the times before I got there. It took me three years to bring the talent in and get it rolling. So now we're national powers every year. Right. Uh, same thing with him. It's going to take him two years this year, next year, and probably third year. That's when you're going to really see us in the top 25 yep. battling every year. So it, it takes time, man. It is – it's a little easier now that you can go into the transfer portal and get kids. Uh, but but I, think, I think he's going to do a great job once he gets his team and his guys in here. Talk a little bit about the transfer portal. What are your thoughts on that? I love it. Why I wish, is that? I, I just think if a, if a coach is able to leave, if a coach get, get a job somewhere else, he can just go. Yep. Why can't a kid leave? If the coach leaves, why can't the kid go somewhere else? Mm -hmm. So I think it's a beautiful thing that they're they, they doing that now, that, that you can go to, you can transfer. It's beautiful, man. It's good that they're doing that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one, one thing I do want to leave on as we end this podcast, I do want to give you your flowers and uh, thank you for being a Bearcat. Uh, congratulate you on a great career and um, all you've done for impacting young people and coaching at Cincinnati State, Wynn Woods, and, and beyond in all those years. And uh, thank you for staying in Cincinnati. Hey, thank you, man. You know, you've always been one of my favorite guys. Uh, one of the reasons I stay, I love Cincinnati. That's, I never went back to Chicago. I know. I said, we're going to stay here. It's, it's a good place to raise a family. That's what I've always thought. Uh, but it's, it's been a blast, man. I, I, I wouldn't go back to Chicago for nothing in the world. I love Cincinnati. So that, That's great to hear. Yep. And, and I've told Wes Miller this and his staff, and they're fully aboard on this, and that is we need to celebrate a lot of these former players. Okay and bring them back, and, and he's all aboard. His staff is all aboard. Yeah. I think a lot of that comes from him being from North Carolina, yeah. Yeah. where they've got an, a tremendous alumni base, and they bring a lot of guys back. They celebrate them. So he understands. And it doesn't always have to be, you know, at North Carolina, you've got your Michael Jordans, your James Worthies, mm -hmm. and all that, Kenny Smith. It's so many other guys that have impacted the program, you know, like yourself, Steve Sanders, and so many guys that we can bring back. And celebrate, and he's all aboard that. Well, I hope Coach Miller does that, man. That, that'd be great, man. That, that, we need to get all the guys back. I know that was one of the things that when Mick took over, it, it kind of deteriorated a little bit. Guys weren't coming around as much. Right. Uh, but but hopefully all, all the former players come back and, and, and help celebrate Wes Miller and hopefully get him going in the right direction. Yep. Now, the Bearcats tonight have a late-night game, a uh, 9.30 game. I know some Bearcat fans are not happy about the 9.30 game. But I'm going to tell you what, you better get used to it because of the Big 12. We'll be playing some 930 games. So this is kind of like 
getting us in condition. Warming we'll us be in a, up to it. It's warming it's us up war, to it. Warm, warm up to the, to the Big 12. Uh, so Bearcats tonight got to get back on the right track. Just lost to Tulane. Uh, not a great performance in the first half. Did some great things in the second half. Lost a little bit of uh, steam there in the second half on that comeback. But uh, hopefully the Bearcats can get that energy back and get rolling tonight. Let's go, Bearcats. And we need to get you back. And I know you can't make the game tonight because you got to be up at 7 in the morning tomorrow. Yes, yes. You got to get to bed. Yeah, I got to get to bed, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to probably watch the first half, though. Okay. I'll watch a little bit of it. We, and we're going to get you back to a Bearcat game, sitting behind that bench and, and cheering on those guys. And let me know when you go to a practice, man. I'll go okay. with you. Yep, yep. Make, sure that, that. make sure you talk to some of the players. Yeah, man. We, gotta, I need to get over there and talk. Because he, well, he asked me to come and talk to him. And I didn't get to do it the last time I was there. Me and Blunt, Corey Blunt was there. Okay. I told him next time I come in, I'll talk to the team. Okay, great, great. Bearcat fans, can we give a round of applause to Andre Tate for coming in tonight? And if you have any uh, questions you want to ask Andre Tate, feel free to come up here um, after we finish up here at the podcast. I want to thank everybody for listening to another episode of the Bearcat Basketball Podcast.